Hello, everyone, and welcome on into another episode of Betting the High Line, your go-to destination for all your picks, parlays, and plays centered around the beautiful game. I'm Thomas Viola, joined, as always, by Taylor Wilson here on the Book It Sports Network. Download the Book It app today, wherever your preferred app store is, Google Play, iOS app, the Apple App Store. Get it now. Get on. It's a great bet tracker. It's great social media. You want to be there. Follow us there. I'm TV at work. He's T Will with one L. Taylor, how are you doing today? Doing good, Tom. Hopefully we can help people uh, make some some money back or add some money, depending on what they did in the stock market this week. So, uh, you know, if you, if you put all of your life savings on whatever the vestige of Blockbuster is or something like that, maybe uh, now's the time to, to turn to England and try to make some money in the prem. Power to the players, my friend. How'd you do on best bets last week? I am back in the green, both in terms of units and in terms of record. Uh, Two and one last week. I'll start with the loss. Manchester United, I had them uh, at minus a goal and a half against Sheffield United. It felt safe, but suddenly the Blades are back in business. They win that game out right? What a great money line play that would have been for those on the Sheffield United action. So that was a loss, but the other two felt pretty comfortable throughout and uh, ended up hitting pretty early. The over three and a half in Gladbach Dortmund, both you and I just felt great about that game in the Bundesliga last week. And I think it hit, uh, I don't know, inside a half hour, inside 25 minutes in that game. It did. I mean, it it was just never in doubt. Uh, And the other one, Villa minus a goal over Newcastle. Uh, Right now is just a beautiful time to be fading Newcastle United. Villa kind of mixed game to game. We'll talk about them a little bit later. But Newcastle, anytime you see them as the opponent, you're going to want to be betting against them right now. And uh, that one hit. So I'm, I'm up to five and four now with our restart best bets uh, for the new year and plus point, uh, sorry, plus 1.67 units. So I'll take it. Nice. Uh, I went one and two this weekend. I'm still in the positive. My only successful one was Wolves versus Chelsea under two and a half. As we all know, that game finished zero zero and killed a couple parlays that I had. Thanks a lot there, Taylor. Your boys did not help me out. West Ham Palace felt for sure like that was going to be an under two and a half. It sailed over the total. And finally I had Fulham who drew Brighton nil nil so we had a couple go over the totals and a couple nil nils but overall in the end my best bets record for the year is still going to be six and three overall with and we're up uh 4.27 units right now very nice very nice on the unit count especially it's all about money management tom and and you're doing well there uh at least in the best bets corner that parlay man i did tell you to be fair i said hey man chelsea my boys are going to be the ones that screw I mean, you over the the good news is my other bet in that one was the man united sheffield game and honestly what yeah. the hell happened there? there there was just no getting around that you thought that was going to be a great bet but let's get right in to the premier league slate because we have action to talk about in pretty much every game going on this weekend starting tomorrow bright and early at 4 30 a.m everton taking on newcastle everton minus 175 at home newcastle plus 525 as the road dog in the draw plus 290 Newcastle has lost what seven straight. Now we are heavy on the fade Newcastle train. And even though it's Everton and by rule at this point is just don't bet on him. This is the one time I have to break that, break that rule and say, okay, let's go out and let's talk about this game. I'm leaning Everton minus the goal at mine at plus one Oh five but you're looking to go harder than that. 
I, so we were texting about this last night and I was trying to find the angle. You're absolutely right. First of all, I mean, this is, doesn't matter who's on the other side. If you don't want to bet Everton, doesn't matter. You have to, you have to, I, I'm usually not someone who's like, Oh, you have to bet every game. This is a game you have to bet because of just how bad Newcastle is right now. They have low key Tom slid into the relegation conversation. They're yeah, right they in that mix. Now they're only plus plus one twenty to go down before the season. You would have said that is absolutely insane that at the halfway point, they'd be close to even to get relegated. Absolutely atrocious team at the moment. Um, 11 games in a row without a win for Newcastle. Yikes. Just terrible. A little and at least their last five have all been losses. Yeah. Uh, six in all comps. Uh, so yeah, terrible. Um, you guys, Everton and Newcastle played earlier this year and Newcastle won that game. Uh, kind of yep. a weird game. They got a penalty early, ended up winning it 2-1. They had like 30-something percent of the ball and, uh, you know, way f- way fewer passes than Everton, but ultimately just kind of put their chances home and won that game. That was a completely different Newcastle team, and they weren't particularly good then either. That was a bad result for Everton at the time. Newcastle slid even further down since that, so you're absolutely right. An Everton play has to happen here. Now, last night I was texting you. I was like, oh, man, I really want to think about a minus a goal and a quarter play, minus a goal and a half, try to get a little bit of that value. But honestly, you're getting close to even at the minus one. It's something that I think Everton will hit, and you also get that push protection. So if I'm thinking about doing a goal and a quarter, I'm trying to get half of my money back. Why wouldn't I try to get all of my money back in the case of Everton just winning by a goal? I'm completely aligned with you after thinking it through. I'm going Everton minus a goal uh, at, I believe, minus 105, or is it plus 105 value? It's very close to even on that. Uh, DraftKings right now has it at plus 105. For those of you tuning in for the first time, we will typically use our numbers from DraftKings, if not otherwise stated. They do not pay us for this privilege. Um, we sim- uh, we simply like their betting menu. Uh, it They're available at a wide variety of books. Uh, in a wide variety of states. So hopefully if you're listening, you can grab their lines, but if not, there are plenty of other places to go to, but we just like that. They give us a lot of options in the soccer market, which you don't get everywhere these days. Moving on right down the list, Manchester city versus Sheffield United, the all of a sudden surprising Sheffield United, the blades who beat in last place, beat first place, man, you can they do it again this time on the other side of Manchester? Ooh, I doubt it. I doubt it. No, but this that was is that was a complete. A, that that was facetious, by the way. Yeah, but I mean, you would have you would have had that as a facetious line before that last game too, Tom. And look what happened. I'm pretty so, sure I, I mean, did. Yeah, <laughs> almost definitely, almost definitely. I will say this: so Sheffield United, let's just get this out of the way. They're not going to survive the Prem. They've dug themselves too deep a hole too early in this season. They would have to just go on an insane tear and have a lot of teams in front of them be complete crap which that last part might happen the teams in front of them might be complete crap Uh, but they would have to go on a complete tear to survive this league having said that have won two of three now very interesting you know this is a tricky one in terms of trying to find value because city they're moving back into kind of vintage city like a decade ago manchester city where they're just blowing out back half of the table teams winning games by three four five goals that was not the case in the first two, three months of the season. In fact, I was taking goal line spread numbers against City in a lot of those games and cashing those tickets. Um, but now City is covering some of those big spreads. The big twist here is no Kevin De Bruyne, their best player, one of the best players in the world. He's going to be out for probably the next month and he's going to miss this game. So that scares me away from what would be the logical kind of try to find a City play. This is actually in this week where I do have a lot of action, a rare no touch for me. 
I am kind of thinking about an overplay, Tom. I don't know where you where you land on that. Um, I haven't seen value that I love yet. I mean, you would have to go over three or three and a half. Those are big numbers. Sheffield United has been scoring goals lately, and obviously City has as well. But without De Bruyne, who knows? I, I think my problem going over that is you look at City. You're not getting any help from you're you're not getting any help from Sheffield in this game. You look back at. You, you look back at City's last five games overall and their last five games at home. Do you know how many goals they've given up? One. Cheltenham, and it was to Cheltenham Town, so it's not like City was playing <laughs> the A team here. Their yeah, last five league game. Game, Yeah. Their last five league games, and, and it goes back even further than that. The last time they gave up a goal, one, two. Oh, that's not a league game. One. Two, three, four. Yep. Six league games ago, they gave up one goal to Chelsea. Like this team, this team's defense has been insane this season. Pep Guardiola has this team on pace. I don't care that Kevin De Bruyne isn't in this game. They're not giving up. This this defense is just phenomenal now. They've swapped with Liverpool, who now needs to score goals to win games and coincidentally are not doing that. So they're not winning as much right now. But Pep has this team in full form. And they really, really look all the side like they're gonna like like they're gonna win the entire league. Which yeah, is why fast, yeah. I, I think if I was gonna make any kind of play here, I'd probably go th- maybe an exact score of three nothing at plus five twenty-five, maybe a two nothing at plus five hundred. But at the very least, I'm trying to pull up the lines right now for odds on Sheffield not to score in this game. I can't imagine that it's going to be that much of value, but I do, I, they're not getting a goal. They're going to get shut out in this game. That is my belief. By the way, that number under half a goal for Sheffield, minus 177. There so go. there is no value, but they're, they're going to get shut out in this game. I wholeheartedly believe that, but that, that, that that's where I'd go. Maybe bet one of those exact scores. I mean, you can make a little bit of money if it comes through, but I think that that's going to be a two nil or three nil game because the man, man city doesn't blow teams out quite as much anymore. Although we'll see, they could really un really open up a can of whoop ass if they want to this week, but Hey, Sheffield riding high off that Manchester United win. Yeah. You've talked me out of any overplay. I think Ruben Diaz, John stone's been an awesome center back pairing, obviously Fernandinho and everyone in the midfield have been good defensively forever, but it's been about trying to figure out that back line for Man City basically for a decade. And they've won Premier League titles despite it. They now have the defense figured out. Um, you know, a lot of us are kind of putting them in in ink as the champions already for the Prem this season. What Liverpool did this week in midweek against Spurs, maybe we'll reopen that can of worms is about, you know, can Liverpool hang with them. I still have my doubts. Um, but City, a very good team. I'm just completely staying away. I think you're right in terms of finding value. Maybe take an exacta, maybe take a couple of exactas and see if one of them hits. Um, like you say, getting somewhere around five to one, six to one value on one of those score lines that could totally hit makes sense. But uh, yeah, I'm probably staying away on this one. And my just my big question mark for City over the next month is I, I think we know what they're going to be defensively. What are they going to be going forward without De Bruyne? And uh, I'm not sure this will be the game to tell us, but it'll be interesting to watch over the next few weeks. Crystal Palace versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. The Wolves coming off that draw, of course, against Chelsea. Finally, maybe finding some form here. Crystal Palace plus 195 at home. Wolves $1.60 on the road. And the draw plus 205. So the Wolves actually favored as a road, uh, a road favorite in this game. What are you thinking here? Because I kind of like the draw, but I'm leaning no play. 
I lied. I, I said that City might be my only no touch of the week. Uh, I actually have written here, quote, stay the hell away, unquote, in my notes. Uh, I, I have not enjoyed touching anything to do with Crystal Palace this year. It's hard to kind of find trends with them. Wolves, you did have the trend recently with them just being one of the two or three most out-of-form teams in the league. Then they go to a new manager, Chelsea team, and uh, and get that nil-nil draw. Weird team to figure out. Obviously, injury is a huge part of the Wolves story this season. Raul Jimenez still out is the presumption for this game. Daniel Podence has been back, and I'm a Traore back in the lineup as well. Um, I do kind of like the individual players a little bit more for Wolves. I like their manager a lot more for Wolves. I think the best value on the three-way money line is absolutely the draw, and we don't endorse draws a whole lot on this show. We did have Bruce on last week telling us, hey, there's value to be found in that draw market a lot. So if you want to play a draw, I think this, this is a game to consider it. I'm just not touching. I think my problem with it is that at two to one, you're not getting a ton of value on that draw versus a side in this one. Again, it makes it a big stay away game. We're on the same page here. I, I, I just, if you want to go bet that game, more power to you. The draw would be my lean, but I will not be putting any money down on it. West Brom versus Fulham next up here. West Brom plus 240 at home. Fulham $1.28 favorite on the road they're still in the plus money though and the draw plus 215 i like fulham in this game i they're not they're not going to be one of my best bets but that's where i'm leaning because they've been looking good lately they have not been as terrible as they were at the start of the season they've been rounding into some kind of form and that's that's been helpful they don't have a win in their last five west brom does but west brom also has four other l's and fulham at least has three draws this is more than a lean for me, Tom. We're absolutely aligned. I love Fulham in this. Um, I, you know, first of all, one of the highest stake games in the Premier League so far this season. This is a true classic six-pointer. If either of these teams want to survive the division and not drop down to the championship, they have to win this game. Forget a draw. Forget a uh, moral victory like Fulham has been getting lately. They need all three points if they want any kind of an argument to survive the division. Um, I don't think West Brom, even with a win here, is going to survive. I think Fulham puts themselves in an interesting situation if they can win this game. And like, like you say, they've been playing pretty well. They could have gotten something out of that Chelsea game if they didn't go down a man with the red card to Anthony Robinson. Um, so, yes, West Brom has that Wolves win recently against kind of like the corpse of Wolves in that game. But they've also been terrible for the rest of their form recently. 18 goals conceded in their last five, Tom. I mean, just atrocious. Part of that is losing 5-0 to City will do it, but they also conceded five to Leeds. I mean, this is a team that can get absolutely thrashed any day of the week. I think Fulham is better on both sides of the field. They've actually played, uh, like we say, pretty solid. I think they're much better defensively, um, kind of around mid-table when you look at the defensive metrics, goals allowed, especially West Brom by far the worst in pretty much any defensive metric you can find in this league, including, you know, you can throw in a Sheffield United in that you can throw in any team. West Brom is the worst. And frankly, I think West Brom, you could make the argument they're worse than Sheffield United at this point, just in terms of what their identity is, kind of who they are. Very unclear, not a good team. I, I could see people saying, well, this is a coin flip game. You're getting better value on West Brom. It's not a coin flip game. No, Fulham is a better is not, team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely and, and agree. And plus one twenty eight is a good price. So yeah, full them all, all day. It really is. I might chain that into a small parlay. We'll see. I'm thinking like a three legger involving Everton as well, but we'll 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 talk about that off air because I don't really I, I don't have it fully formulated yet, so I'm not quite sure, and I don't want to put that 
on the podcast for sure. However, moving on to a much bigger affair going on, Manchester United is getting plus money here, plus 145 on the road, headed to the Emirates to take on Arsenal, who's $1.88 is a home dog. The draw plus 245. I love the value I'm getting on Man U in this game. I know that Arsenal's been playing better, but Man U take out that Sheffield game. They clearly just fell asleep and didn't get up for that one. I think that they're that that was a wake up call and they're going to be hopping right back into form against Arsenal. Yeah, so we need to give credit where it's due. Arsenal, technically the hottest team in the league. You look at the form table, they're at the top of it in the last five games. You can even extend that further. Um, you know, some of those matchups you're talking about teams like Newcastle, Palace, West Brom, and Brighton in that stretch. They also beat Chelsea. That was kind of the first game where everyone started freaking out about Chelsea. And you could argue was maybe the first game that led to Frank Lampard's demise. They also recently beat Southampton in the Prem after losing to them in the FA Cup. I like Arsenal's young players a lot. I think Bukayo Sako is, is one of the breakout players in the league this season. Maybe the best teenager in all of England. He's 19 years old, incredible playmaker, goal scorer, hybrid. Emil Smith-Rowe, Kieran Tierney, great players as well. It's possible that they won't play. Obama Yang also questionable for Arsenal. So all of those things, along with what you just said, um, with Manchester United tending to bounce back in games like these and Arsenal kind of getting a little bit too cocky, I kind of do like United on that. It won't be one of my best bets. It is my lean. Uh, I'm probably going to wait for the lineup announcement because I think if all those guys I just mentioned for Arsenal are not playing, I adore Manchester United even more. And that might be the difference between like a full unit and a half unit for me. Um, but yeah, I, you know, all of the, the kind of the numbers in terms of form are leaning Arsenal's way in this, which ironically is why I love Manchester United. I, you know, I do think United is still a better team with more established stars up and down the team. Then Arsenal, they have maybe the best player in the league this season in Bruno Fernandes, Paul Pogba's back. We've talked about all that. Um, yeah, I, I, I think in some ways that Sheffield United game was a trap game for Man U this week. This is the game they've been circling this week. Um, so I'm leaning United, not a best bet by any means. Uh, I also might consider some live action depending on how things are going. But pre-flop, I think Man U is probably the way to go. It's ironic that that Sheffield United loss, if you had told us a month ago, oh yeah, Man U's going to lose to Sheffield United, we would have instantly booked it as, oh, that's that's the game that gets Ole fired. That's got to be. And instead, in that time span, they drew Liverpool in the Prem, beat Liverpool in the FA Cup, and had a uh, had a win against Fulham in between those. And I think that they just were a little bit tired at this point. And I, I think that, that all of that combined with looking ahead to this Arsenal matchup made that Sheffield result happen. I, I still think that Ole has this team right. I don't think they're going to win the Prem, but I think they're in a solid position to finish top four. And I believe they continue that here. Let's move on to Southampton versus Aston Villa, a game that I have clearly marked as a stay away, but you seem to like here. Southampton plus 188 at home. Aston Villa plus 135 is the road favorite. The draw plus 265. What are you looking at in this one? One of the more interesting games for me as a neutral in the fixtures this weekend. Let me just repeat for the millionth time, I have Southampton futures and I am continuing to try to kind of figure out what I'm doing with Southampton game to game. They've been hit by the injury bug as well. The biggest injury for them has been Yannick Vestergaard, possibly their most important player, a huge anchor on that back line, the big center back. He's still out for Southampton in this game. And I think that's a big loss against a Villa team that can do some incredible creation. Um, Jack Grealish, you know, the mix of player of the year candidates this season right now 
is Kevin De Bruyne, Bruno Fernandez, and Jack Relish. I, I, th- I really think that's the mix. I don't know who's going to end up winning it. You know, thankfully England doesn't have this kind of semantics argument, like say the NBA with like, Oh, like how valuable is he to the team, et cetera, et cetera. But if you threw that kind of MVP semantics into player of the year in England, Grealish would win it by a mile. Just what he's done with that Villa team has been unbelievable. Six goals, eight assists, best average rating per match per the Opta stats at 7.88. So technically that's the best player per match in the Prem. Most key passes per match. Those are passes that should turn into assists, but don't. Fourth highest dribbles per match. Third most possessions, one in the final third. It's just incredible what this dude is doing. Being able to kind of be himself and be a true playmaking number 10 up top for Aston Villa. And I think with Vestergaard continuing to be out for Southampton, I like Villa to bounce back after a rough loss against Burnley, um, which, by the way, in that game, Nick Pope, we'll talk about Burnley in a second, went off. Villa would have won that game considerably if Nick Pope didn't make eight saves in that match. So I'm not going to overreact to what Villa, you know, did losing to Burnley in that one. Um, Third highest expected goals in the league for Aston Villa. This is a good team. And I'm comfortable, you know, having these future tickets, betting against Southampton kind of in the micro and the game to game when needed and still riding them in the macro and the big picture. So that's what I'm doing here. I think the price is fine uh, to go Villa plus 155. And as we say, throw out all of that kind of road home stuff. It doesn't matter this year. So I have no issue taking the road team plus 155 Villa. All right. I, I, again, it's a stay away from me, but you have me convinced more on the Villa side. Chelsea versus Burnley, though. Chelsea minus 305 at home. Burnley plus 850 on the road. The draw plus 410. Is Chelsea finally going to bounce back here? They might bounce back with a win, but I'm – listen, this is – full disclosure, I try not to be emotional on this. This is all logic all the time except for when it's not. And right now, this is a very kind of livid emotional fade against Chelsea. Uh, I I really hate the direction that this team is going right now. I could go off for 25 minutes – on the decision to fire Frank Lampard. Bringing in Thomas Tuchel is interesting. You know, this is a dude who brought PSG over the hump, finally got them to a Champions League final, didn't really win anything with Dortmund, mixed bag in terms of the silverware that he's won. I think he got off to a terrible start in his first game, though. The squad selection that he put out there, players who have not been good for Chelsea in some time, a guy like Jorginho starting that game, Um, very bizarre Mason Mount. Look, you can put out whatever Mason Mount, Frank Lampard memes you want. He's been Chelsea's best player for a year and you don't come in as a new manager and not start Mason Mount in your first game. And I thought it was disgraceful. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see what happens just in terms of kind of the energy. A lot of players clearly very upset that Frank Lampard got fired. I think it's going to take Tuchel some time to kind of get his hold on this changing room. Uh, Now, having said that Chelsea Burnley, typically a game that you want to take Chelsea in, They've been really successful in this fixture, but I'm getting some value in this. We talk about the Dylan Esma goal line. He's come onto the show a lot with these Burnley kind of quarter ball numbers and all that. I sort of like that here. Uh, and I'm thinking about Burnley plus a goal and a half at not a ton of juice, minus 121. I think this will stay close. I could see Chelsea winning by a goal, but that's a pretty solid price for a goal and a half that you're getting for Burnley, a team that has pretty much popped themselves out of the relegation zone. I mentioned Nick Pope becoming one of the best goalkeepers, like literally in the world. Um, He'll pop so up. yeah, I, uh, I, I like Burnley here. Give me, give me the goals. 
Well, we are once again exactly on the same page, and I can prove it. I have the screenshot of my notes here. Burnley plus one and a half, minus 121 as one of my favorite plays of the week because I, I, I knew the instant you said, well, normally I'd take Chelsea here, that we were going to be on the exact same page on this one and that you were going to steal the thunder I was going to have on that pick. But hey, it just means we're on the same page. I love... I, Great minds think alike, and I love Burnley plus a goal and a half because I think that Chelsea, if they win this game, they're only going to win it by one. Leicester City versus Leeds, and there's some value to be had here on the favorite. Leicester City minus $1.25 in King Power Stadium. Leeds on the road plus 310. The draw at three to one even, three to one straight. And I, I love Leicester minus 125 here. Uh, Me too, man. We're, al- we're aligned again. The draw, the draw with Everton was a fantastic result for Everton on a Leicester team that's been playing in great form. And Everton has also been able to play in some pretty good form. So I'm not knocking Leicester for only getting a point out of that match. And, and what, quite frankly, in the second half, it looked like they might be able to take all three. This team is still rolling. They're doing pretty well. Does anything more need to be said on this game? Because I, I, I think that this one is pretty open and shut. No, there's some good numbers this week, man. Like this, this really feels like a Leicester win. It's one that I was kind of expecting to open up and see them at like in the one sixties, one seventies, like a lot more juice on the Leicester side of things for the money line. I thought I was going to have to try to maybe take a minus a goal line or something like that. So yeah, I like it. I think it could be a fun game. I mean, both of these are are two of my kind of favorite teams to watch as a neutral in the prem. I really like this Leicester midfield. You have a guy like Yuri Tielemans coming back into his own after injury. We all know Jamie Vardy. Um, A quick note for Leeds, Patrick Bamford was red hot earlier in the season, but he only has one goal in his last seven after scoring seven in his first eight to start the season. I think they really need him to kind of be in form to uh, to kind of keep doing the leads thing and score a lot of the goals and be able to overcome their defensive liabilities. So yeah, this, this just makes too much sense. Leicester minus 125. Honestly, if I'm looking at a three-leg parlay, I think right now what I'm really liking is the Leicester minus 125, Fulham plus 128, and Everton minus a goal. It's going to pay you I like seven. I was going to say, that's the, the Fulham part is a little scary there, but I, I But think that's the part good. that gives you a little bit of value. That's yeah. the game that you're riding. Yep. Absolutely. Now, I, I think that's a very interesting play. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go higher than three legs. Maybe I swap out Fulham for something else, but that's what that's what's percolating right now. West Ham versus Liverpool. West Ham plus 350 at home. Liverpool minus 137 on the road. The draw plus 310. Minus 137. There's some value on Liverpool there, but to be quite honest with you, we we kind of have really been shading West Ham unfairly. We talked about them last week in a negative light. And they're unbeaten. They've won their last five games, I think. I know that they're unbeaten. They've been on a roll, and they've casually been one of the hottest teams out there. They're all the way up to fifth, sixth place in the in the table, depending on the, depending on the day you're listening to this, because they, I believe, they are a game back. But I'm taking West Ham plus half a goal in this game at plus one sixteen. Wow. I, I Liverpool can't score. This is a hard read for me. This is a hard read. I, I think a lot of what happens in this game depends on how much of an overreaction you want to do to what happened in midweek with Liverpool and Tottenham. Um, because I thought Liverpool looked really, really good. They could have scored six, seven goals in that game. And that's not an exaggeration. Now, Hugo Lloris gifted one of them. Spurs, I think, in generally were completely shambolic at the back. And you can, if, if you'd like, you can put as much blame on them and Jose Mourinho and the whole kind of sinking ship there if you'd like. But that was the first time I watched Liverpool in a long time and probably 
two months, maybe more, and thought, oh, this looks like at least a shade of those teams that respectively won the Prem and the Champions League in recent years. You know, when they get out and run and the fullbacks and TAA and everyone kind of gets involved and Salah scoring worldly goals, um, this is still a very good team. I'm probably not touching this. I, you know, West, West Ham, look, you're absolutely right. We haven't given them enough credit. Thomas Suchek has been unbelievable. One of the breakout players this season in the Prem and midfield for them. Uh, along with Arsenal, top of the form table. That I think you said uh, the last five. I believe it's four wins and a draw in the last five. That's incredible for a team like West Ham. Yeah. And and you can't overlook that. So, yeah, I, I think I'm probably looking post-flop, something live. Um, you know, I the thing is, I like both of these attacks. I like a lot of the players in both of these teams, but you would have to be doing a big overreaction to be considering an over. Uh, with the Liverpool team still just because of what happened in that Spurs game and West Ham, they've been scoring some goals lately too. I mean, nine goals in their last three games in all comps. Some of those numbers maybe point to like trying to find something in like the over 2.75 range, something like that. But you know, I, I could see a one nil in this as well. So I I'm not touching the total. I, uh, I, I don't have much more to say other than I'm probably staying away and maybe looking for a live play. Two more games on the Premier League slate for the week. One more game on the Premier League slate for the weekend, I should say. Brighton and Hove versus Tottenham. Brighton plus 210, Tottenham plus 133, draw plus 235. Um, I, I like Spurs here at plus 133, but that's a very much a lean, not a play, uh, or even really a pick if you were grading them on severity of my conviction here. Brighton's been a tough team to read this season. I, I think Spurs does bounce back from Liverpool. They're still a pretty good team. They're certainly off what their peak form was a couple weeks back, but eh, this, this isn't a game that I really want to put money on. Not a best bet of the week by any means. I do have a play though. Um, just a, a real quick kind of warning for everyone. Spurs are a plus price in this because Harry Kane won't be playing. Uh, he's going to be out for the next few weeks uh, similar to De Bruyne, it's going to be this kind of like how does Spurs do with Kane? Could be a couple weeks, could be like four or five weeks. Uh, you know, there's, there's a big difference between those things. Either way, he's not playing in this one. Having said that, you're not going to find Tottenham against a, a team like Brighton down there at the back end of the table for plus 133 very often. You know, like that's good value for this kind of a matchup. Spurs have enough good players to get it done. And I faded Brighton a good amount this season. So I am going to take Tottenham at that price, plus 133. It worries me no Kane, absolutely. But I think they'll do enough to maybe squeak out some kind of a, a classic Jose Mourinho win. I definitely see the same thing happening. If I play it, it'll be a half unit play or something like that, something small. It's it's not one of my favorite games of the week, but it's one that I, I do see that being a realistic result. Norwich versus Middlesbrough. We talked about last week on the show with Bruce Marshall that you can find some value in the championship and we have a game with some value in it here as Norwich is minus 125, Middlesbrough plus 325, and the draw plus 265. What are you looking at in this championship fixture, my friend? I have to say, Bruce completely inspired me to just at least take a look at the championship and uh, you know maybe start taking some weekly action. I follow it pretty closely, but I really don't bet it as much as I should. And he's absolutely right. There's value to be had. There are trends to be found. And I think in this case, the Canaries of Norwich, they're top of the table. They're definitely going to pop back up. They went down last year, but this is a fascinating situation where they kind of retained their entire team. 
you know, like, and, and okay. So Timu Puki last year, red hot in the first couple months of the season. And then I think he didn't score like in the entire, like last 25 games or something truly terrible to prem level. He's back scoring goals in the championship. We'll see if they stick with him once they get promoted again, which looks like it's going to happen, but they kept guys like Todd Cantwell, Emiliano Buendia, really good playmakers who should be playing for like the crystal palaces of the world. Newcastle could really use one of those players. And yet they're down in the championship, completely raking against some of these teams. So I just think this is a price that makes sense. Minus 125 Middlesbrough. They're fighting for a playoff spot down, I think around seventh or eighth right now. But uh, the Canaries um, last 11, nine wins, one draw, one loss. That's good enough trend for me to, to take a, a decent price against uh, you know, for the best team in the division. So give me Norwich minus 125. I'm with you on that. Norwich, you're right, has been just absolutely pub stomping teams on their way through the championship. They they're sit a full six points clear of second place where Swansea and Watford sit tied with 47 apiece. Swansea also looking really good. Like they're going to come back up. I am very sad to see my favorite lower division team, the Wickham Wanderers down in last place with only 15 points. They're destined to go back down to league one, but they still have my boy Adebayo Akinfenwa, the absolute FIFA legend on their squad. Let's move over now to a couple games going on in the Bundesliga, though, because we have a lot of action to get through before the end of this show. Starting off, Frankfurt playing Hertha this weekend. Frankfurt minus 129 at home. Hertha plus 350 on the road and the draw plus 370. And I really like Frankfurt in this one. Um the, I unfortunately wasn't able to find too many great uh, too too many great overs to play in this week. I love the Bundesliga overs, but this Frankfurt team has been decent enough. They're in sitting in sixth place, going up against a Hertha Berlin team that has not been very good this season. They sit all the way down in 14th. They've only got 17 points to Frankfurt's 30, by the way. And in terms of goal differential, Frankfurt's got got a nice plus eight versus Hertha's minus eight. I think you're getting a little bit of value here. At the minus 129, you're not quite at even money, but you're at a decent enough spot where I like this game. Yeah, Herta's been getting smashed uh, the last few games. I, I've really struggled with these kind of like mid-table-y Bundesliga games. I touched so many of them, uh, you know, last year when the whole world was betting Germany. I, of course, was in on that as well. And I, I tried a bunch of games like this, and it just never ended up hitting. So uh, I'm totally staying away. I think your logic makes sense. That price makes sense. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd stay away on that one. Well, you have Red Bull Leipzig versus Bayern Leverkusen at a battle close to the top, but Leipzig not in the best form recently. They're a minus one twelve favorite at home in this one. Leverkusen plus three ten on the road, and uh, and what what are you thinking in this battle of two versus three? You mentioned the German overs. I you know I, I tried looking for one here, and I think I found it. Um, Last week took an over three and a half. Obviously, that's the first one that I'm always taking in these big German clashes. And I looked into it a little bit more. I thought, oh, that's kind of a big number, but I'm getting an okay price at the over two and a half goals, laying only minus 139, which, yeah, it's a little bit of juice, but to me, that's a reasonable price. Both of these teams kind of inconsistent as far as the totals are concerned, game to game. But if you look at them sort of in the bigger matchups against the other kind of big four, big six teams in Germany, like all of these, they end up getting a little bit open and scoring goals. It's the anti-England effect with some of the big games that happen in the Prem. So similar logic to last week with the, with the Gladbach-Dortmund matchup, I'm going over in probably the biggest game of the weekend in Germany. And to me, 
two and a half, totally reasonable number to hit an over. Um, and I'm fine laying the juice. So over two and a half minus 139. Uh, from the great German plains to the beautiful coasts of Italy, Atalanta taking on Lazio in a battle of five versus seven. Atalanta in this game at home, a minus 136 favorite. Lazio plus 330 as the dog and the draw plus 310. You have a like in this one too. So similar to Southampton Arsenal over the last week where they played each other in the FA Cup and then they played each other in the Prem. Same deal here in Italy. They played each other in the Coppa Italia. Now they're playing each other in Serie A. Really fun Coppa game. Atalanta won it 3-2. Now they're going to go back to head-to-head in the league. Low key, I mean, kind of sort of under the radar, uh, La Dea, Atalanta has been playing pretty well for several weeks now, 14 games in a row in all competitions, unbeaten. Now, there are plenty of draws in that mix as well, so it's a little bit, you know, it, it, that's that can be a bit deceiving, that stat, but when you have that big of a sample size, 14 games and, and guys aren't beating them, that's really impressive to me. And, you know, again, I have a little bit of nostalgia for Atalanta at this point with how much money they made me last year. I'm taking them just straight up. I'm taking a money line, minus 136 in this game. Lazio, they have some impressive wins this year too, but have kind of been fading similar to last year, how they sort of faded as the season went on. I think a similar thing is happening with them this year. Atalanta, tons of playmakers, tons of goal scorers. There's still always the concern that their defense will bite them in the butt. But uh, I don't have to worry about that if they're scoring enough goals. So give me the money line, Atalanta, minus 136. Heading home and wrapping it up, we're going to head over to France in our first Ligue 1 play of the podcast. You have a battle going on between number one PSG, tied for, tied for first place with 45 points. They're tied with Lille, and I'm butchering that pronunciation. But they're going up against number 19 out of 20 in the table, Lorient. And Lorient, a 13 to 1 home dog, PSG minus 625. I'm going to take a wild guess and say that you're playing something involving either a spread or a total. That is correct, Thomas Viola. Well done. Uh, the, looking into the crystal ball and getting it right. This is just me kind of saying, oh, like, what's PSG been up to? Is there any play to be found? And top of the table against bottom of the table, PSG minus two and a half goals plus value, plus 118. Lorient, really bad defense. They've conceded 40 and 20. And uh, PSG, a lot of injuries earlier in the season. They're getting guys back. Neymar has been healthy, playing well again. And they're back to blowing out bad teams. So two and a half, tons of goals. But those kind of matchups, those kind of results happen all the time in France involving PSG. So plus value. This is kind of similar to when I was taking those goal lines in the FA Cup in the third round uh, or the fourth round. You're getting plus value at a, you know, I think it'll be right around there. PSG will win by two, three, four, five goals. It just depends kind of how the game goes. And uh, I, I think two and a half is the right number. So give me PSG. All right. I mean, I'm inclined to like it. Might uh, might swap out Fulham for that in the parlay. We'll see. <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned on Book It Sports. I'll post whatever happens with that parlay and we'll ride that out together this week. But right now, let's head on to our best bets of the week. I am amazed. We have absolutely blazed through the entire Premier League slate and got all those extra games in. This has been a quality week for us. I'm impressed. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a little bit worried we're going to be too aligned on the best bets, but I'll let you go. I'll let you go first, Tom, and then uh, we can, uh, you know, I'll try to readjust if we're too aligned. All right, because this is my favorite team, 
Uh, and it's very rare that there is an opportunity to actually play them where I actually can trust them. I I'm it. going Everton minus the goal plus 105 is my bet, first best bet. Hell yeah. Well, so that was that was listed up for me as well. I'm going to stay away I from know. it just just for the look. If you ever say I'm not a egalitarian and doing things for the interest of the pod, look no further than what I'm doing right here. I'm going to throw it out. Uh, I am going to bet it and I'm going to bet it with quite a quite a bit of capital, but uh, not going to keep it in the best bet section. I'm going to go ahead and take a play that I'm sure you're in on as well, since you're probably going to put it in the parlay. Let's put Fulham into the best bets at plus 128. I think fading West Brom makes too much sense. Fulham absolutely need this game if they want any say in staying alive from relegation. Fulham plus 128. Okay, this next one, I have a feeling that you're going to be on the same game I was thinking of going here. So I'm going to, in the again, you gave me Everton. I'm going to leave that one to you. I'm going to go for my second one, Leicester City minus 125. Uh, against Leeds, I think that this is that this is too. You never want to call something a lock, but like I like this game. This is this is something I feel comfortable laying a little bit of minus juice on. You're betting your boys in a best bet. I'm betting against my boys in a best bet. I think this is what you were, this is what you were alluding to. Burnley plus a goal and a half at minus one twenty one. This is just way too good of a price for something I think is going to happen here with what you know. Again, Chelsea needs to start a new era again. There were two years of, hey, there are all these young players getting involved. And then this year, oh, there are all these new players getting involved. Now the excuse is, oh, well, there's a new manager who has to kind of figure out what his favorite starting 11 is. It's just constant transition era after transition era after transition era for Chelsea. The exact opposite for Burnley. They have this established identity. They're in their fifth year in a row with Sean Dyche on the Prem. I think like sixth or seventh year in a row with him as the manager in general. Everyone in that system knows exactly what they have to do. And this is the type of game where I think you take that goal line. Give me Burnley plus a goal and a half. I'd love to take something from outside of the Prem, but like you said, with that, that, that Frankfurt pick I like, but I don't love enough to make a best bet. So I'm going to actually have to take the one that I originally scratched off of my list to take the Burnley uh, plus one and a half as a best bet. I'm going to go back to Man U plus 145. That's a lot of value on the number two team in the table. Yes, Arsenal has actually been hot in form now, and the fade Arsenal train has kind of gone away. But I think Man U is going to want to come out with a win coming off of that Sheffield loss, and they have been playing great ball other than that. So give me Man U plus 145. It's fun to have big stakes in in what's probably the biggest game of the weekend. So that's cool. Uh, I, I will likely be following you there, but maybe with a small unit. Uh, my final best bet, going back to Germany, been making a lot of money on German overs again. Going to take that over two and a half in Leipzig Leverkusen minus one thirty nine. You know, some of, I have a lot of like kind of minus one twenty, one thirty, one forty plays this week. Which you mentioned the p word parlay. Maybe it's time to start thinking about a, a two, three, four teamer uh, in some of those plays. So this would be one that I would involve in that. I think two and a half is a reasonable number. But that's you, my last. You could go. You could go nuts, parlay everything together, make like a six, seven legger and just try and see if maybe $5 can get you a new PS5. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, are, are they still, are they selling them now? Can you get a PS5? Yeah. If, if you can, that, that, that might be the play. Um, yeah. I, the thing is I haven't been doing, I say, as we say, we like stay away from parlays for the most part, but they're fun Th- there's to not a lot of value. Exactly. As a, as a better parlays are one of the things that the book loves to give you, especially those massive long ones that are really just lottery tickets, a two teamer. I can understand. I have a two teamer going tonight, uh, Blackhawks money line and under in hockey, but a three teamer, 
a three teamer is really where you're starting to get to. That's that's the most that I'm going to be willing to put out. I, I won a three teamer last week betting on Hoffenheim actually because I had Hoffenheim and then the dual uh, fade Newcastle plays. Hell yeah! And that paid out. That paid out very nicely. But then I had a four teamer that looked great on paper, but had Chelsea Wolves and Manu uh, Manu Sheffield in it. So it just go. It just goes to show that the value just isn't on betting those in parlays. But sometimes you can put a decent price on on a small one. I mean, I felt pretty good about some of those bigger parlays you had, but I, I always knew that. I mean, again, you there's, say there were, it wasn't just Chelsea, but I knew Chelsea, something weird was going to happen in the Chelsea game. There's always one leg that's going to kill you. That's, that's how it goes with those long parlays. Because when you make them, you can feel great about every game, but by the end of it, there's at least one game where you're looking like, why didn't I think of that? That's just how those go and why we don't play them as much. But that's going to do it for us here on betting the high line. Once again, it has been another great week. Good luck this weekend with all of your picks and plays. Don't forget to follow uh, follow us on social media. Let us know what you're playing. Let us know what you think of the show and our plays. I'm at TV at work everywhere that you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Book It Sports, and on TikTok now. And I've been, been mostly posting some of uh, some of my thoughts and picks. Oh. I have two I have two picks that I've posted on TikTok, and they've both uh, so far not been successful. So that <laughs> might be the that, that might be the TikTok curse here. So you can fade my TikTok plays and take the Twitter and Book It plays. Uh, Taylor, where can people find you? Yeah, they, you can find me on Twitter at ATLTWill on the Book It Sports app at just TWill. Um, but hey, the TikTok thing is intriguing. I mean, I do have an account. I'm not making videos, but hey, it's all about consistency, Tom. So if you're missing all of the TikTok plays, that's as good as, as hitting all of them because people can just fade you. So there you go. Exactly. And you know, it's, it's brand new. I only have like six videos out, but I'm trying to get a little bit creative with it. I know our friend Liv Moods from some, from many of the other shows here on the Book It Sports Network. Uh, she's growing, growing pretty, pretty famous for her dancing prop bet plays. And I highly recommend you check out the video that I made trying to do one of those. Because oh, I was going to say, are we going to get some Tom dancing? We did. It is quite oh, a gem. Go check it out now. TV at work. Guys, that's going to do it for us here. Once again, best of luck this weekend on all of your plays. We hope you make money with you. Have a good one.